I'm Tyler, mouthful of sea mines dennering. I'm Connery, tailwind Hansen. And I'm Victor. Is your war finally over? Guzman. <laughs> and this is the Franchise Podcast, where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Together. 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 <laughs> Not what I meant, but I'll go we with it. We are all here together. We are here together to defeat Godzilla in Godzilla minus one. And by defeat Godzilla, I mean to live another day. Yes, for that is victory. <laughs> <laughs> and then our war will be finally over. Yes. That was going to be my until next time, so I'll have to find something else, Victor. Oh my God. No matter what. You can't win. <laughs> cannot defeat Godzilla. You cannot win. Godzilla is my favorite podcaster. He was going to be on that news show, but he crushed them by mistake. All he ever says is the. How do you do? Can can either of you do a good Godzilla voice, like classic Godzilla? It's kind of hard because it's like four different animals, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, right. It sounds sounds like Godzilla, more like the most annoying. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Just driving our dog car around Glendale, (laughs) screaming out the window. All right, we'll leave that till till later on in the episode. That's, you get complaints later on from like just the rest of the neighborhood. It's like there's this weird guy that's just been making like weird just noises coming out of his car. Uh, I'd be really impressed if that was the thing they chose to complain about. <laughs> what else would they complain about? He leaves his bins out. <laughs> that seems like, like a very getting... controversial thing to do around here for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got? Are you in the local paper? Yeah, lo- local new new move and won't move bins. Local Keep, bin boy. Local, too no, lazy. Local bin boy. Too lazy to move bins. Car blocks driveway. Can't move things without blo- without trampling other neighbors' grass. Says he's sorry about it. Did <laughs> Refuses you, to change. Did you trample someone's grass like Godzilla? Yeah. And when I was like rolling it in, I was like, you know, I'll just go around my car and I mm-hmm. was like, we'll squeeze through. I'm like, oh no, but I'm like running over my neighbor's like front lawn with like my. Did they come out? We're like, excuse no, me. They didn't come oh, okay, out. okay, okay. Like, excuse me. Hey, you there, bin boy. Things are, things are getting heated up here in Glendale. Oh my God. <laughs> you that on fire. Bin boy. Yes, you, the boy with the bins. Me. <laughs> What you there? What day is it? <laughs> Why, it's bin day, of course. <laughs> oh, it's close to Christmas. That's close enough, right? Yeah, we're doing it. Everyone's Ebenezer Scrooge here. <laughs> uh, we're covering Godzilla minus one today. We're here, as I said, with Victor Guzman. The, the, the quickest turnaround, I think, for a guest so far. Yeah. Except unless you're like on a series or something like, you know, Jacob, Padilla. Jacob Padilla doesn't count. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Why do I do what? Uh, except Jacob Padilla doesn't count. Because <laughs> <laughs> he listens to every episode. <laughs> Jacob, I love you. <laughs> Nobody else could ever do trans- all of Transformers with us. No, that was that was. We a still have the entire show and he said era of like Godzilla films, so that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be my way into to compete for like just for that spot. The sheer amount of like episodes. For the shirts. <laughs> yeah, oh, for the back. shirts. Oh, for the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I have stickers now. Um, did I give you one last time, Victor? I I didn't get a sticker. There's I think right there's some. Yeah, there's grab one. I'm gonna get a sticker. Yeah, sticker live reaction. Okay. Sticker. Wait, does Jacob have a sticker? Yeah, I gave yeah. him one. When I saw him. <laughs> Grudgingly. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a shirt. Oh, yeah. It says "Been on too many times." <laughs> <laughs> Go 
Connery's getting shirt that says Bin Boy. Bin Boy. <laughs> of all the nicknames I've gotten on this show, I feel like Bin Boy is the least, <laughs> least worst. Least impressive. Get. Not least impressive, but probably they're much worse ones I could be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, Victor, any thoughts on the sticker on the franchise <laughs> podcast sticker? I, I appreciate the lamination. I, I really enjoy this. It's, wow. a, it's a very, it's a very well done sticker. Is what that, about Marin's art? This Marin did this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's our official podcast art by Marin Ganey. Is this an old fashioned? Yeah, that is. That's very good detail right there. It's really good. Connery's holding an old fashioned. I'm holding popcorn. <laughs> we look like ourselves. We do look, but like not ourselves. each other. No. That, that would be not each other. <laughs> that that would be concerning. We do need Martin to do some fusion hall fan art at some point. <laughs> I really want to know what we look like together. It's gonna look like a David Cronenberg movie. Like. <laughs> we just have a bunch of sores on our bodies for some reason. <laughs> on our one body. I, <laughs> I like that idea so much. Like the idea of Martin doing is a fusion. <laughs> I don't even know what promotion that'd be used for. <laughs> When we cover Dragon Ball Z, yeah. When there's too many of those movies and people tune out, it's <laughs> like we made this of ourselves. Though. Have you guys done any of the Dragon Ball Z movies? No, yet? no, not yet. Um, like, we gotta hit Dragon Ball Z. We gotta hit Yu Gi Oh. Mm -hmm. We gotta hit. Uh, gotta start throwing all of them on there. One Piece. <laughs> there's no One Piece movie. There is, is there? a One Piece movie. Really? Oh my yeah. God, why? <laughs> why? Of course. There's a Naruto movies. Like, what are you talking about? Because it doesn't need a movie. It's still going. <laughs> Well, sometimes why are you adding are more to the pile? To hey, I like the Simpsons movie. Yeah, Simpsons oh, movie is fun. They're gonna make a Simpsons two movie, maybe. Uh, well, enough about all every other franchise. <laughs> enough about Fusion Halls and Bin Boys. Um, we have to talk about Godzilla. But before we talk about this new movie, Godzilla nice one, we have to do our usual segment of what's new. Thank you, Connery. You're welcome. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of maintenance to do around here. <laughs> maintenance? <laughs> I need to like install the sound pad notes no, back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's it, the end of the it year. the whole time. We heard it the whole time. Yeah. 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 It's a relaxed fit. Yeah. Uh, end of end of season thing. It's good. Uh, I feel like a lot of podcasts will be like, hey, check out our, our we're going to release a bunch of episodes from our Patreon at the end oh. of the end of the month, end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we don't have that luxury yet. So hey, we release every week for these people. What more could they want? <laughs> these people, these people, you people out there in the dark. <laughs> no, I mean J Jake's right around the corner. He's he's getting back for like for the for the next episode, right? So Jake is here. <laughs> I, just, I just assume he's like in the like he's within like proximity most at most times just on a on a, on a show yeah notes. we told him to wait outside i think we should install like a ring camera in here so he could like <laughs> instead of us doing a live feed for youtube or anything it's, it's just, just for jacob <laughs> <laughs> we'll sign him up for a ring and he'll it's just like Daddy all right jacob. jacob's always watching <laughs> jacob <laughs> jacob it's sicko time it's sicko time <laughs> big brother's always watching it's sicko time well, I just record and he's just like, yeah, I just enjoy watching my friends do things. It's nice. You know, his actual wants to do. But we can't hear it. I guess if I guess he could speak through it, though. Yeah, he can speak through it. Wow. We need to incorporate this into our podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not turning my home into Big Brother. You can always unplug it. I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's what's new with everybody? Does anybody want to go first? 
Do you want me to go first? <laughs> you can go first. All right. First. Uh, I've been watching all the Beverly Hills Cop movies on, on Paramount Plus right now. Oh, sweet. I just saw ads for Beverly Cop 3. Yeah. Well, Beverly Hills Beverly Hills Cop 4. 4. Sorry. Or it's called Beverly Hills Cop colon Axel F. What does that mean? Like Axel Foley, I guess. Oh, okay. But Axel F is better for some reason. I, I guess. <laughs> So, what is Beverly Hills Cop? I know Eddie Murphy's in it, but I never watched any of it. It's about a cop that goes to Beverly Hills and helps out the Beverly Hills... The elites? uh, ...police department. He's from Detroit. Okay. He's, like, you know, an outsider of Beverly Hills. Basically, I think his friend in the the first one... I actually watched the second one and third one recently. I watched the first one quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. But they are all streaming on Paramount+. Plus. But uh, in the first one, he goes to Beverly Hills to, to track, like, the... I think... I'm probably wrong on some of the details, but he goes to track like his friends, like killer or whatever. His friend gets murdered by a dude, and then yeah. he tries to like help out, like the PD try to figure out who was behind it and stuff. Connor, he just <laughs> jumped in his chair. I tried to scoot closer Suspense. to the mic. <laughs> so just really leaning in. Have you seen any of them, Victor? It sounds like you've seen the first one. I've seen the first one. I haven't yeah. seen the other two though. Uh, I've heard mixed responses regarding like the sequels. So yeah, I do like the second one. Uh, Tony Scott directed it, so it just seems like a real slick. It feels like a real slick, like '80s action movie in neon, and like the pacing is good, and it's legitimately funny. And then Beverly Hills Cop Three is just like at that point, Eddie Murphy's career. It came out in, like '94, I think. It was like six years after the second one, mm-hmm. and he's just like, yeah, no, I don't want to like be funny anymore. Like Axel Foley would be like way more experienced and serious, and so it's oh. just. So Not, this is like a hardcore action movie? The third one is, I mean, yeah. I would say it's the most action. They're all action movies. The third one's the most, like, just straight shootouts and stuff like that. Okay. Um, it's not as funny, but there are some still some good bits, okay. for sure. But uh, definitely the weakest one. But mm. that's my, uh, I wanted to bring it up because I've been watching them and... I want to vouch to cover them late next year when do that? Sure. when the uh, sequel that's thirty years <laughs> in the making since yeah or whenever um, when Beverly Hills Cop Four comes out. It's been so long since I've seen Eddie Murphy's face. Well, I was I was like, oh, he, there he is. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I've been actually watching like a lot of Eddie Murphy movies that I just never saw because I, I watched Coming to America a lot as a kid. Yeah, always loved that one. Um, I think before that, like my intro was like Mulan and Shrek, you know, like all the voice actor roles yeah. and stuff. Um, what but, about that one where he uh, becomes rich? Uh, 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 trading places? Trading yeah, places. trading places. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, that one's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I've seen the most, I think, of his anthology. I like the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I like it better than the new one. The new one had... It was okay. Yeah. Not bad, but I, I feel like it, comparing it to the other one is kind of like... <laughs> eh? Because they're both yeah. fine. That's I think that's what it is. They're both fine benign ghost movies yeah i just watched the golden child recently and 48 hours and another 48 hours but i'll leave that for some other time cool (laughs) plus uh yeah i don't want to talk about golden child (laughs) although there is a really cool uh like stop motion demon in it i'll just send you a clip of that at least that's kind of like the coolest thing in that nice golden child yeah that's beverly hills cop trilogy on paramount plus sweet Connie, what's new with you I saw The Boy and the Heron with Carrot. Ooh, nice. <laughs> the Boy and the Karen. The Boy and the Karen. The Vin Boy and the Karen. The Vin Boy. It's just like my bully la- name for you. Yeah, that's, that's the secret of Miyazaki movie being made is the Vin Boy and the Karen. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, well, yeah, she had a screener of it, and we got to go to this like random theater in Beverly Hills. Ironically, wow! Enough. Did you see Axel Foley there? I saw Axel there, and I said hi, and he said Foley. So, <laughs> so yeah, he was there. Um, and <laughs> I was trying to add anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Axel was there, you know. <laughs> But I, I thought it was good. I, I almost fell asleep, but it was just a really long drive to get over there. Yeah. yeah. And it was such like a dreamy start to it that I was literally like, <sighs> and then like, I was like, okay, no, wake up, watch the movie. Dub or sub? Uh, we watched it subbed. Okay. Yeah. So didn't get to see Robert, hear Robert Pattinson's performance, unfortunately, which is something I really want to do because I keep hearing he's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, always next time. Yeah, I've yet to see it, so I'm glad I, I'd be glad to go after Christmas yeah, <laughs> chaos. After Christmas yeah. chaos. Um, to go because I really want to see the dub too. Like I know the sub should be the one that you go to. At least that's like the rule of thumb, I guess, yeah. from anime enthusiasts in general, mm-hmm. right? Like for the most part. But I feel like the Ghibli dubs are usually yeah. pretty good. They're really good. So, yeah. Yeah, they got star power. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've always liked them. Um, like Billy Bob Thornton is in a. Uh, What's it called? Princess Bondoke. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I, there's way more other people. Will, like Christian Will, Bale, I think is. Yeah, Christian Bale's in one. Uh, yeah. Willem Dafoe plays the bad guy in like Tales of Ursi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's it's beautiful. It's poignant. It has a, I feel like it has a lot to say about different things. Like my read of it was it's about his legacy ending kind of thing and looking mm. for somebody to replace him. That's not his son. That's maybe not his son. <laughs> Because I don't know if his son has done a very good job. He made Ponyo or something, right? Like, that's what his son did? No, he did uh, Tales from Earthsea and um, what's that movie called? Like, Witch and the Earworm or whatever? Earwig? Earwig and the Witch? Earwig and the Witch? I don't know what that is. It was like one that came out during the pandemic that was all CG. And everyone's like, no, we don't want this one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he. uh, there's one other one that I think was more directly related to Hayao Miyazaki, but that's just always been like a long standing thing. Like, yeah, that's, that people... that's what it kind of felt like where I was like, where I was like the whole movie, like when the end, like this, like the great uncle who's like building these mystical worlds. Like that's literally something like, okay, that's, that's Miyazaki. And, yeah. uh, and then he has this boy who's like wandering around looking for his mom. And it's like, he's like, oh, I know my mom's dead. I'm looking for my stepmom. I'm going to call her mom by the end of this movie. And then. Eh, you know, and then he's like, he's like, oh, I want you to replace me. And then he's like, never mind. You don't have to replace me. Go leave. No Goro. <laughs> yeah, no God. So, yeah, that's got to be a tough relationship. Yeah. To be working at your own dad's like company and mm-hmm. then like try to be in charge of it for a while. But then he's also like, no, I'm coming back out of retirement again. Yeah, like, Nobody else can do this but me. Apparently, I, I saw this like clip of him in a. I think his documentary, he's just so yeah. like old and sad the entire time. And they're like, what do you think is going to happen to your studio once like you die? And he's like, it's going to fade away. Like, I don't know. Like I got the name off an airplane company. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's pointless. And he just walks away. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this guy's hard as shit. Like, gosh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he is. It, it, there's always that thing with like Miyazaki where it's like all of his, his movies are like beautifully animated just like all the colors and everything mm-hmm. too like are you generally pretty even though there's dark elements and stuff yeah. it's just it's genuinely pretty yeah and like beautiful and then there's the whole like junji ito thing yeah. where he's like <laughs> makes all these like horrifying looking stories and everything but he's, he's like, just I like cats <laughs> yeah he's just like super super positive yeah. and just like yeah i don't know i just like making stuff i think there's a direct correlation between that where it's like like i call it like 
like spewing your darkness out so like he just like yeah. vomits out all of his like scary thoughts on paper and then sends off he's like i feel great now <laughs> miyazaki spews all his happiness good now i can be depressed <laughs> this is how i like to be i feel so melancholy <laughs> melancholy 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 megamind is that from megamind it's from it's megamind, from megamind. <laughs> My favorite Lars von Trier movie, Melancholy. <laughs> Melancholy. Starring Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> just, Will. just staring at the sun coming towards you. Um, speaking of both those things, uh, we did just mention Junji Ito. I forgot. I also just read Censor, which is his newest oh, manga. It's good. Uh, it's not my favorite, but that's very weird thing to say about Junji Ito. Because I feel like all of his... His whole writing style, he kind of just like ends things. Yeah. Like all the premises are really incredible. My favorite still Ramina, which came out like a couple years ago. Is that the one? Which the... It, it's very much like Melancholia where the planet oh. is going to crash into Earth. Yeah. And it's all tied to a girl and they're like, oh, we got to kill her. Yeah. And like gravity is going out of whack and people are flying around and like there's cultists and stuff. This one <laughs> like is riding the whirlwind. It's so cool. Yeah. It's really cool and disturbed and stuff. And like a lot of his stuff, <laughs> a lot of his work. Censor yeah. um, is about this this woman who encounters this village uh, in like the 40s or something like that. Well, she kind of it's present day, but she encounters this village as if it was the 40s. And then she like wakes up in this like cocoon of hair, of, like golden oh, hair. I did read this one. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of, there's more cultists and more summoning of, uh, like eldritch kind of beings and mm -hmm. stuff like yeah. that. Uh, I, I did like it a lot and just, it's, it's very easy to just be like, yeah, I don't know. That's like this, like story wise, it never really comes together. I feel like, but just all of the ideas he has are always so fascinating to me. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Like even Gyo, which is like where a bunch of fish come out of uh, the ocean and grow legs and stuff like that. Just the image of like a great white shark trying to attack you in your house because it has like legs that it's on. Like it's all these image, all this imagery is incredible. So. Yeah. It really is like the imagery that I feel like is the thing that I love the most about it. Because it's like yeah. there's certain like works and stuff like that where it's like a lot of it really is just sort of like having an appreciation for just sort of like the medium and just like aesthetically just kind of like just enjoying that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Ito is definitely like that for me. And then, you know, anything else from like any of like those other like uh, story writers that have like just that very distinct style. So yeah, he's good. Well, that's all new with me then. Uh, Victor, what's new with you? Let's see. Um, I, my, I recently went to go see uh, Tokyo Godfathers because uh, those it's airing at uh, Lamely as part of like this like um, Satoshi Khan like a uh, fest that they have kind of going on mm -hmm. from like here to like February, and I I love that movie uh, Tokyo Godfathers uh, just because it's a Christmas movie, and it's one of Satoshi Khan's like more grounded works, mm. but it's still like very sort of like, it, it's very endearing and it's very easy to get into. Um, the story is very. Uh, Simple, like it's three homeless uh, vagrants in Tokyo, like from Christmas Eve to like basically like uh, that span across Christmas, to, like New Year's, mm. trying to find this like um, the parents of this uh, child that they find like this baby that's was left in a dumpster. Oh, so they're going through all of Tokyo trying to like find where this person is, and yeah. Nice. Sorry, I totally bumped my mic while you were show, talking. Show me that poster, Tyler. I don't know if this is the poster I've seen before, but this is on the Wikipedia at least. It's it's the three Godfathers, quote unquote. I know it's based on that uh, like Western movie uh, with 
John Wayne and stuff, Three Godfathers. Three Men so. and a Baby. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Three Men and a Baby <laughs> with John Wayne, Tom Selleck, and <laughs> and Glenn Eastwood. <laughs> Which one of these are actually in Three Minute Baby? You tell us, audience. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a pleasant film. It was awesome seeing it in a theater, uh, just because it it I the first time I ever saw it was like on just like TV. Mm. So finally, actually seeing like with like a full theater experience was great. Um, they also have Paprika playing, I think, in like January, or February. So nice. I'm definitely going to be going back for that. Uh, Paprika is so wild, so good. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, other than that. I finally got around to watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Mutant Mayhem. Ooh, yeah. Also Paramount Plus. Nice. Nice. That one was a lot of fun. I, yeah. It, it was. Is that fun. the new newest one? Yeah. Nice. It's uh, they capture like that, just like manic, like kind of like a teenage child like energy very very well. Yeah, you're around that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the kid and the soundtrack is amazing. Nice. It's a lot of like '90s throwback hip hop, like it's fantastic. Oh, cool. Yeah, I really liked it too. I saw it in theaters. Um, when did it come out? In, like May. Something like, that. something like that yeah yeah that was one of the <laughs> one of the instances where like i was going to the amc for a while and like i was like oh i'll just like take an edible before going to the movies <laughs> and like after the <laughs> after leaving that theater which is a movie I, re- I i did really enjoy yeah but then after leaving i'm like oh wait yeah it's like uh it's a kid's movie it's summer and there's just like a bunch of kids with their like parents and stuff walking out i'm like <laughs> oh no i'm like a weirdo in this theater i need to stop doing this and like reconnect with society a little bit <laughs> just like the like layover from covid of being like yeah we just whatever dude but like not that i'm like causing a scene in the theater but i'm just like in the back being like well these turtles are freaking cool jackie chan i love jackie chan i love jackie chan as the i was about to say the rat as (laughs) splinter (laughs) oh i love the rat i love rat it's 2023 tyler yeah don't call him that huh this is a joke from the movie it is Wait, what? It's 2023. You can't call rats rats anymore. Wait, what? Can, what can, wait, what do you call them? Mice. Oh. Ugly mice. Well, aren't rats separate from mice? I, no, I, I think what it was like, okay, so there's a part in the movie where like he's like, yo, you ratted this out. It's like, what did you just say? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. No, the cast is just so good. Like the four the four kids who are oh like God, actual yeah, teenagers really or whatever, like they're just so funny <laughs> and just felt like, it felt like, I was so behind in the times watching this, but in a way that I wasn't threatened. <laughs> I've been feeling that a lot lately. Have you guys been yeah. feeling that? Like there's been some kind of like dynamic shift, I feel like, in the world. I mean, I work with kids on a regular basis, so yeah. it's like I constantly feel sort of like they're on a different level or they're on a completely different sort of like just wavelength. I'm kind of just like on the periphery of it. So yeah. it's interesting. I just felt the camera shift and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Like it, suddenly, like yeah. when I turned 30 or whatever, I'm yeah. just like, oh, wait, yes, this is how society works. It <laughs> turns back to the younger generation. They set the style and trends without realizing that everything's based on the style from like 20 years yeah. ago. But also that's just just all of this stuff. The older you get, the more knowledge you get. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, youth is wasted on the young or whatever. And it just <laughs> now I'm just a 90. I'm, I'm, I'm as old as Clint Eastwood now, all of a sudden, <laughs> like... Grand Torino. <laughs> Old man shouts at Cloud. Shakes fist at Cloud, yeah. Oh, God, wait till we get to 40. That's going to yeah. be fun. No, that's going to be great. But also, you know, we'll have a... I, hopefully, we'll have the spending power by the, like our 30s and 40s that we didn't have in our 20s yeah. when we were the trendsetters. Yeah, and now we just kind of live in the world. 
it's podcasting. Let's live our best NPC life, boys. <laughs> Let's keep podcasting when all the Gen Zers are doing like hologram, yeah, 4DX experiences. Yeah, when they're doing Twitch hollows and we're doing uh, podcasting. So we're leaving audio logs around abandoned spaceships. That's when we just regress and just record our podcast only on like eight tracks and like hand them around. <laughs> we didn't even, we're not even the generation that grew up with eight tracks. Yeah. Just yeah. Eight track. You can't tell me that somebody wouldn't find that. I think this is the new like a new like horror thing i'm just waiting for it to get scary i'm 100 episodes and they just keep talking about movie i truly yeah i truly i turned 30 and i had a sudden fascination with like crt tvs and like vhs's i'm like oh i gotta get one of those i'm like oh no like it's all happening to me and i'm realizing it but it's okay it's okay i'm it's a, it's a my slip from going from like just like oh vinyl is great oh cassette players are coming back oh no <laughs> like this in, is how it starts in five years I'm like i only watch movies on really old dvds <laughs> like 480p laser I love disc. That. La- even laser disc is better quality though and it's like tyler why aren't you using the hollow brain connection net while well, you're still using i'm offline man I'm, I'm not going into that thing i just have bringing my dvd player on the plane like it's just like so hard to find those anymore uh oh but yeah going back to satoshi khan real quick i've only seen <laughs> I've only seen Paprika, and I I would love to see more. I always intend to. Cameron Takeda, who was just on for Shin Godzilla, mm-hmm. he has told me to watch Tokyo Godfather so many times. He loves that movie. I still haven't so, seen it. Uh, he lent me Millennium Actress uh, a, long t- a long time ago. I think I still have it, and I need to watch it. So uh, maybe this is my, my wake-up call to watch Millennium Actress. Yeah, this is your moment. Go on. Damn all the odds. This day and ever, you'll sit forever with the gods. <laughs> Is that Hamilton? No, that's uh. This is the moment from Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, <laughs> you told me to keep going. <laughs> no, I knew it was from a musical. I just didn't know what it was. Is that from Hamilton? <laughs> Oof. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Cut the. Oh, I, cut I just wish. Out. No. 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 I wish I could just transition to because I just watched Pitch Perfect, but I want to talk about the next episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Evan Hansen is in those. He is in those. <laughs> Tap, tap, tap it on the glass. Shh, listener, pretend like you didn't hear us. <laughs> pretend like you didn't hear Connor shouting in your ear when I talk about Pitch Perfect next episode. Okay. Uh, I'm so excited for that. So that's your, your What's New, Victor. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers in theaters and Mutant Mayhem. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem on Paramount+. Plus. Woo. There you go. Big adverts for Paramount Plus this episode. Yeah, yeah. how about that? Uh, you know what else is plus? Because <laughs> he's really big. I don't know. He's pretty minus to me. <laughs> oh, minus you know, one. You know what's not plus? <laughs> Japan after World War II, especially when Godzilla comes around. It's like, seriously, it's like of everything else. And then now there's this. Yeah. You ever like get invited to a wedding, but on the invite it says minus one instead of plus one? <laughs> so I'm uninvite yourself. <laughs> Do Mark do not attend on this wedding invite, please. Oh, and Garrus is going. How come I can't go? Garrus <laughs> is going. I just wish Rodan would let me come to his parties. <laughs> Rodan is the party dude, I think. No, Jet Jaguar is the party. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Jet Jaguar is always invited and he always makes a scene. <laughs> he always shows up. He stays too long. He, stays he too has long. to sing his song. He has to sing. His theme song, even to everyone's detriment, he's already like five or six drinks in. Yeah. Just, yeah. He ta- he's drinking all that G fuel. <laughs> oh 
gotta take over the karaoke really booth. He doesn't sing s- that well. I, I don't like. I think that's my my least favorite form of person is not drunk, not like a giant uh, mechanical man. Just giant mechanical man. No, is like somebody just like hopped up on energy drinks. <laughs> Because, like, so much caffeine, like, coursing through their veins. And the yeah. idea of someone just, like, pounding back, like, a bunch of G fuel is terrifying to me. I feel like that was me on, was that Evil Dead Rise? When I had a Red Bull before and yeah, I was, like, losing Red, it. Yeah, I had one Red Bull, though. Like, I know. Yeah, I mean, the idea of somebody doing, I, I took, like, I remember there was this girl in my high school. She would drink, like, three Red Bulls a day. You read? This girl in my high school would drink three Red Bulls a day. Oh, I thought you said you read that this girl no, in your I high school. No, I read that this girl in my high school. She was in the paper. Girl won't stop drinking Red Bull. <laughs> when I was next to my, it was next to my Bin Boy article. <laughs> uh, Victor, what's your what's your experience with Godzilla? What's your history with Godzilla? I know we talked about this. I'm sure on the King of the Monsters episode. Yeah, you're our like you're our straight up or like you are our Godzilla correspondent. I, I was talking I was talking about this with a friend earlier. It's like I love the fact that like you know like I'm always in the periphery of like very niche sort of things. So yeah. Anytime there's anything Godzilla related, I'll have like a friend send like a post or a meme <laughs> or something like that. Like. Oh, that's so sweet of them sending me this thing that I read like uh, two, three <laughs> hours ago because I'm just that fucking in tune with Godzilla stuff. Yeah, that's me to this day with Shrek stuff. I'm like, I've seen this a hundred times, but I, I always put a green heart next to it. Because <laughs> it's just, it's it's so much love and just yeah. appreciation that like, that's what they attribute to you. So mm-hmm. like, that's very much me to everyone. It's like anything remotely related to monsters, Godzilla, any you know geeky, it. like, yeah, that's, and I'm happy about that. That's honestly, good. it's, yeah, this is like uh been something that i i grew up with this franchise uh my dad introduced me and my siblings to it uh when we were kids we saw all of the very goofy show era movies so yeah. like godzilla versus gigan godzilla versus megalon you know like all of that like that was what we grew up with kind of just like enjoying and appreciating and then all of like you know he's and then like uh the og godzilla and mm-hmm. like where godzilla is like the bad guy oh that didn't really come on until like I was in middle school. Mm. And, you know, by that point, my brother and sister kind of like didn't have as much enthusiasm for it. I went all fucking in and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So and that that that's like knowing all of that and then seeing like this like movie, like I I for for quite a bit, actually, I, I've been saying that like the the last film that like Toho released before, like Shin Godzilla mm-hmm. was probably my favorite like Godzilla movie that they've released since like the very first film. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just because like I enjoy so much of like the uh political social commentary about it. I appreciate just like a lot of like just like the very very choice sort of like stylizations and stuff like that that they took with it. Mm-hmm. But this movie, oh my god. This was <laughs> this was an experience. Like this this was even more of an experience because um I went to go see it with my friends at uh Cinemark uh Downey. Mhm. And we did the uh, the D box thing where like you have like the seats that move and like vibrate wow. and stuff like that. So it was a full experience. It was great. Nice. Is is D box the same thing as 4DX or it's just similar I, to it? Similar. I feel like it's a different not, company. It's not necessarily. Well, it's a different company, I think. And then also like 4DX, like you have like a the um, I think you have like all of like the uh, the the smoke and the lights and oh, stuff like that, gotcha. or whatever. Like you get that other stuff nice. and. There might have been some adjustments to like the the heat and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I didn't really feel it because I was mostly just sort of like vibrating in my seat when there were like <laughs> plane sequences 
And when Godzilla does his atomic breath in this, which was really yeah. freaking dun, cool. He didn't. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, oh my God, it's shaking. It's shaking. You didn't incur acute radiation poisoning from D-Box. <laughs> oh my God. It's so real. It's like I'm at the Bikini Atoll. Oh my God. <laughs> All these fish start floating up around you. I'm like, saw, I'm on land. I saw Op- Oppenheimer at one of them. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, did you really? No. Oh, okay. just I'm just joking. Like they're getting like acute radiation. Like they just flood the room with white hot fire. I hope that they had like something like that for Oppenheimer, like the debug thing. Like, well, okay. Like, admittedly, that's probably going to be pretty sort of like dull for like a good chunk of the movie. But then, like for those other parts where like they're doing like all this, is like okay. Why is it suddenly? Why is it getting so intense right now? Even though we're just sitting and talking, this is a lot. I don't know. I'd be pretty scared in D Box or 40X of just a whole council just shouting and pointing their finger yeah. at me and being yeah, like, and You did this up in Highmark. And the seat's just like restraining you. Like it's just like <laughs> crushing your feet or something. The whole sh- like frame shape shifts in perspective where you're just in a corner of the room. <laughs> it's like a very subtle through. like hum and vibration that goes with like the white noise that's going on in the background. Yeah. You hear it's a-, a Chris Nolan movie, so he has like just like that, just like audio <laughs> thing going on the whole way. You feel Robert Downey Jr.'s breath breathing on your neck because <laughs> He's trying to he's trying to screw you over. What did he, you say? <laughs> you can smell all of the alcohol in Emily Blentz's breath. Like it's, uh, I love this like really specific like <laughs> Academy Award movie. And it's just like totally like gamified pretty much. I still miss Scratch and Sniff. Like I remember there's a few Nickelodeon movies that's that, right. They had yeah. like, the Scratch and Sniff thing where like you were able to sniff this. <laughs> The was, Jimmy Neutron movie, Sniff This to Smell Eggs during this scene. I think, is that true? I feel like, that Jimmy, sounds really familiar. I feel like Jimmy Neutron had a scratch and sniff thing. I know they had that for one of the Rugrats movies. Yeah, they had yeah. that for a Rugrats yeah. movie too. Yeah. Well, I'll do my research for when we cover Jimmy Neutron next year. Nice. Boy yeah. genius. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the D-Box uh, experience <laughs> Yeah, <was> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was good. Um, yeah, like just sitting it through it and just kind of like watching the whole way through. Like uh, it was just a very pleasant experience and... You know, I, I think one thing that does set this Godzilla movie apart from some of the other ones that like have come out quite recently was there was an actual focus on the human elements and the characters, yes. yeah. uh, which was sorely like kind of like missing for especially like the American adaptations or realistically, they're all just like a bunch of like giant like monster battle royales. And, you know, that's fine. This is but, just very focused. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like having watched all of these movies, it's like it's it kind of gets to a point where it's sort of like, yeah, a cool, very, you know, deep uh, human plot. That's more of like a bonus. It's not really something you're kind of like really expecting. It's a nice yeah. surprise if it ever happens. Yeah. So it was an incredibly pleasant surprise when it turned out, in fact, to be very much a human-centered story mm-hmm. uh, about this. And uh, I think it was a very great idea and a very great concept to set this one back to kind of like literally right at the end of World War II. Yeah. And having like seeing like all of like just the anxiety and the trauma and all that stuff that's kind of like in the air around Japan mm-hmm. as they're kind of like going through this like period of like trying to rebuild themselves. And then in spite of all of that, you have this horrifying nightmare that just comes from almost out of nowhere coming in to kind of like destroy everything. And it's, yeah. it's haunting. It is Godzilla is so terrifying in this and I love it. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, he looks really good too. Like yeah. it, it feels so much like the classic design. I feel mm-hmm. like, but even chunkier. I don't know. Like they, they built how, on it a bit. Yeah, like it, yeah. it works very he has, well. He has that kind of like dog face that he has in like the in like kind of the first ones. Yeah, I do. There's several moments when Godzilla is just like chasing after the tugboat or whatever, like the minesweeping <laughs> boat, and just like. Uh, he looks kind of cute, though. <laughs> like, like, like a dog he's like face. eyes poking out, like, mmm. Yeah, it's just like, well, you, you got a treat? I'm sniffing after you, but like in a very, I'm going to eat your boat and kill all of you way, you know? Benevolently cute. Yeah. But yeah, this this feels the most like, like when I'm watching Godzilla Minus One compared to a lot of uh, Godzilla movies, especially like the recent American ones. But yeah, there's just so many that I love that I like beat, beat them up, kind of like just <laughs> monster fight stuff. Uh, even ones that have themes like Hetera or like Biolante and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, they all technically have themes. They're all movies. But this, while watching Godzilla Minus One, I'm like, this is a movie with like <laughs> thematic intent <laughs> as purpose and what it's tra- telling, uh, both in terms of just like the, the history of Japan at that time. Mm-hmm. But also it's a much like larger theme than that where you can apply it to it's very anti-war in a lot mm-hmm. of ways that I feel like Shin Godzilla kind of threw me off a little bit in that it felt like kind of like, oh, the government's awful. Like I need to kind of uh, grow, like I need to become in charge of everything and mm-hmm. like felt a little like fascistic at points. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this one feels like they're both nationalistic movies, I feel like in different ways. And this one felt like in a way that's like, well, we lost the war, but at least we can get like nationalistic pride out of mm-hmm doing the right thing and helping other people and i'm just like yeah. oh okay like that yeah that's how you get that instead of yeah starting unilateral part of control of the government yeah and i mean i think that's like um that that was something that stood out that i feel like it's one of those things where like watching it, it's like i can't imagine how like how much it hits differently for like japanese audiences that are going yeah. into right. it because there definitely very much is a sense of like nationalist or nationalism like and like pride of like Japan and the country, like, and everything like that. But I think that, like, uh, I feel like a lot of it is also sort of, like, it almost feels kind of therapeutic in a way. Because it's, yeah. like, it, a lot of it is also just sort of, like, look, this was a very awful and terrible time. Hmm. But we don't have to remember, or we don't have to, like, lean on this period as something that, like, this is something that will constantly sort of, like, it, it's sort of, like, a letting go or sort of, like, a, a healing sort of, like, thing for them in the regard, like... Well, especially kind of like whipping into the narrative where it's sort of like, I think they even say quite explicitly like in the movie where we're not fighting like uh, until our last to the death or whatever for this. We're fighting because we want to live and we want to see tomorrow. Like it's such a very nice sort of refreshing take that I appreciate that like the humanity of like the themes and stuff like that are presented for it really kind of carried through the whole way through. And I just it was just a very good way to kind of like center and kind of like ground in a way that like you really don't get to see a lot of in these movies. Mm So yeah, there's so many times that I just standard movie tropes, uh, just big blockbuster kind of action thing that you would expect. Oh, these people are going to leave. And then there's going to be tension between people. Like when they all go to like the council meeting, like all the the civilian council meeting or whatever, (laughs) because the government won't do anything about it. And the U S won't help because of quote unquote tensions with the Soviet union. So it's, like it just seems like an excuse for them to not help out Japan. Yeah. Uh, and people are leaving, but there's like no tension. It's just like, oh yeah, we're good. Okay. Let them go do their own thing. And just like, there's really not that many casualties at all in the actual execution of the plan. Mm-hmm. Like 
we'll talk about all the Ginza stuff in a, in a minute where mm-hmm. like Godzilla absolutely destroys like everything. Yeah. But the actual plan's like, oh yeah, like this all just carries the thematic intent of the movie, but also like just speak very generally, just typical like American blockbuster filmmaking is like, yeah, that person's got to die, kill off that person to b- build up the stakes. But this just feels very humanistic and mm-hmm. yeah, in so many ways I'm not used to. But yeah, Connor, yeah, you haven't, I haven't given you an opportunity no, to talk no, yet. Please. But. No, it was, it, I had so much fun watching it. It's my new favorite Godzilla movie. I, I thought I topped Shin Godzilla for me when I, I like the design of Godzilla better. I like the story better. Like it's, it's all just, it was all just a very, very good experience. Yeah. And, a very heartwarming story. I, I agree with you, Tyler. It's very, very humanistic, and it. I like that nobody in the main cast died. Yeah, like even uh, uh, the girl. Yeah, Noriko. Yeah, Noriko. Thank you. It like survives at the end. It's like when they don't show her body. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, so she, maybe she's still alive, but like, she I, goes flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I wouldn't expect her to be alive, but I'm like, oh, you could see this as being like, oh, like even she survived. That's cheesy or whatever. But I'm like, no, this is the whole message of the no. movie. Yeah, and, yeah. He no, gets I to thought, live. Yeah, it, it made perfect sense for it. Like I didn't feel like unnerved, like sort of like, oh man, really? That's so, like no, it feels right. Yeah. You want that? It made me so happy in the end when she was there. I was, I was like, I was like, oh, thank God. Like that's just. That was so heartbreaking when that happened to her. And I was like, I was like, no, like that was his whole reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now she's gone. Yeah. Like, like I'm pretty sure I teared up. I don't remember if it was then. I remember crying at some point in this movie. <laughs> no, there, there are, there are moments like that in the movie. And yeah. that's something that I appreciate. Cause it's like, you don't get to get like those, like, I think the last time I got that kind of like teary eyed about something like that in a movie was in Godzilla King, the monsters. And it's literally just because, again, this is me as a child seeing Mothra and Rodan mm-hmm. and King Ghidorah, like, and like just like these realized forms, or whatever. And it's yeah. like, but it's, again, that has nothing, it didn't come from the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, it's like, they just have so many of those moments kind of like embellished in. And it's like, I feel like it's a lot of it, a lot of it goes to just sort of like, just like the way that they decide to keep the writing in this grounded enough that like, it made you care about the characters and then also just the performances from the ensemble are just fantastic fantastic like, so well done mm-hmm. yeah it's just totally unexpected for for a godzilla movie because like we've already said it's just that's always like not even there's always a b-plot with humans but it always just usually drags out the, the mm-hmm. movie i feel like it's just like let's go see the monsters more yeah. sometimes the uh human characters are interesting at at best like yeah. it, there's not there's not a lot going on usually, yeah, so but, that was just really nice. But yeah, with uh, Godzilla as the bad guy, they get to be the A plot, and uh, he gets to be the villain and like stomp around. And they all get to work together to stop him, and it's cool. I don't know; it just makes sense. Like I, I was like, this feels like how it always should have been. <laughs> like something to say, and then Godzilla's there too. <laughs> yeah, there's times where, because have you seen the original Connery? No. There's times uh, where I was worried that this movie would just kind of be a remake where I'm like, oh, okay, so like there's a doctor character again mm-hmm. who's planning this operation. And, but in, in the original, I think it's Dr. Sarazawa, I think, yeah. has this uh, like oxygen bomb that's oh, going to like I suck all the oxygen bomb. out yeah. from around Godzilla to kill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But this one is, you know, it's still an ocean-based plan, but it's different. I love the plan. <laughs> I was like, that is so cool. They're just going to like try to pop it. <laughs> yeah. I know. And it was like, I was like, watching that in the theater and then me and my friend like uh we saw like uh when they were first like about to discuss the plan is like are, are they really going to talk about the oxygen destroyer right now and it's like no okay no 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 it was a nice tease they're doing something different yeah. with it i think no it's it free worked. on yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 
but it works. And then yeah. like if like for as much of the science, like because again, this is not a movie where like the science has to really make a lot of yeah. sense, mm -hmm. and like you really shouldn't get too kind of like wrapped up within it or whatever. But it makes sense to a degree. It's sort of like because like again, it's talking about just like the difference in like you Pressure. know, water pressures, and then just how that would affect a creature of that kind of mass. It's like yeah, that probably would do it. Yeah. I, li I like that they 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 just want to what's called what's the word give them the bends basically. Yeah, <laughs> got to pop that balloon. Yeah, <laughs> just explode underwater. Forty-seven meters <laughs> down. Down. Also up. Yeah, forty-seven <laughs> meters down and up. <laughs> Dunk him again. <laughs> I just like that the plan revolved around sinking him and then putting balloons on him, making him go. Just, oh! Oh! Yeah. That was pretty cool. Did you, did you see this at uh, like an AMC Connery or? Uh, yeah, I saw it at the Americana. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I saw it at the IMAX uh, at City Walk. It nice. was playing in IMAX on the Wednesday, the day before it came out. It was like, oh, early screening. Uh, I saw it with Mason Willis and Cutter White. Oh, nice. Both been on the pod. And that was really cool to see in IMAX. It was mainly the audio, I feel like, is is the most impressive thing in this movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least to see an IMAX, like it all, it all, it, it looks great and everything too, but just at least, I, I, I don't know, always go try to see everything in IMAX if you can, but... <laughs> It's not shot in IMAX or anything. So just the audio, just anytime Godzilla's shouting or <laughs> any big explosion happening when he's revving up his atomic breath and stuff, it's just all sounded incredible. It was but so I mean, big even past screen. that, like too, like uh, like just the overall sound design was fantastic. Like all of the sequences yeah. with the boat were fantastic. Like all of the plane sequences, like especially the D box, like sort mm -hmm. of like experience where like it, you feel like everything kind of like whenever the plane's like zipping by, mm -hmm. or you have the guns going on, and then the the atomic breath charging was just so good. Oh my god! I liked that one a lot. His atomic breath. I like it. I say I like it more than Shin Godzilla's now. Right. Mm -hmm. First, I, I liked like the ramp up to the tiny pinpoint laser beam, but this one I was just going to be like dun 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 dun. dun yeah. And then just, boom. Yeah. <laughs> All the fins are like. Are they? Do they jut out or push in? I forget. They, they, they jut, jut out, out, right? Jut out. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. It's like a nuclear reactor releasing all like the radiation in him. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. In hindsight, it's like Shin Godzilla. Yeah, let's talk about the designs between the two because because yeah. uh, wasn't that your favorite? It was this? my favorite. I, now I'm like, no, this one's better. Because <laughs> I'm almost a little surprised because I feel like the Shin design just is so like darker yeah, and darker like more and up your alley. But like, I like this one more. Like, he looks like Godzilla. Like, that yeah. thing, I'm like, is kind of like, it's a thing and it's a yeah. nightmare. It's horrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's like Nightmare Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Creepy pasta Godzilla. Creepy pasta Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen that, right, Victor? Yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the like supporting class Godzilla or something. Yeah. If you're like in a, playing some sort of video game. It's like, oh, Carney, you got the Shin Godzilla skin on. Like, mm -hmm. yeah has different abilities but is just like part of its powers is just it's terrifying yeah but this godzilla is also terrifying he's mm. just like kind of a big more of like a big chungus kind of like his arms are tiny his legs are massive mm -hmm. you know he's got like a big stomach basically and tail and interestingly this is also the smallest that godzilla has been in terms of like scale of like oh, wow. the other godzilla like incarnations in the past mm. because i think he comes just short of the very first godzilla like in the very first, like, 1954 shorter. Godzilla, like, just slightly shorter. Than well, he'll regenerate, he'll get bigger. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you see him walking around Ginza, and it's like, oh, yeah, this does feel like the original in terms of, like, proportion mm -hmm. instead of just being, like, so much bigger. But then also when those movies came out, there weren't as many hot, tall buildings. So it's yeah. like I get how they kept making Godzilla bigger and bigger, you So know? that way he kind of, like, either towers <laughs> over or he's right alongside the skyscrapers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. How big is uh, Godzilla versus Kong Godzilla? He's big. I feel yeah, like I think he's really big. Shin is probably the largest Godzilla, Shin's I think, like bigger. live action that we've had so mm. far. I, I think still like just slightly. But I also have a feeling that like the newest like uh, incarnation of Godzilla, like in the upcoming like Godzilla Kong movie coming mm. out is probably taller than Shin. Yeah. So, we keep getting, getting them bigger. <laughs> I, I mean, he's just going to keep bigging and bigging and bigging. I like big big monsters. Yes. Like <laughs> I like big monster. I like big monster. Big monster. Big good. monster. Good. Thank you, Bin Boy. I like big monster. That's your shock jock name now. <laughs> Let's hear from Bin Boy. I, I was trying to pull up a, a list of of oh, the scale of like the I was like tallest Godzilla, and it's like the tallest one's Godzilla Earth because he's the whole Earth. I'm like, okay, we're not okay, looking for yeah, that. Yeah, we're not looking at the anime one. Yeah, yeah, which I do like, but yeah, I I tried, I I tried to give it. Yeah. They're really slow. Yeah, the Ultraman series is really good though. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Showa era Godzilla, the original is 50 meters. Okay, that's the shortest. Nice. Then Millennium Godzilla, then GMK Godzilla. Hmm. Zilla, which is uh, the 98 the one. That's a lot of fish. 70 meters. <laughs> I'm just trying to scroll down to and the bottom. Number one? And number one is, oh my God, this is Godzilla Earth again. Oh my God. Well, who's number two then? <laughs> Shin Godzilla is 118 meters. Okay. And I think the MonsterVerse Godzilla is 120 just to be like, we're bigger. We're, big. okay. we're bigger. Okay. But He's I don't big know. Chungus, though. Yeah, I don't know with Godzilla X Kong, no longer big Chungus. More <laughs> like pink pink raver pink pink raver yeah look he clearly got into barbenheimer when it came out i was yeah. gonna this say is, he's he's reveling in it man he's going through a phase he's kenning all that kenergy flowing through its fins <laughs> so much kenergy <laughs> kenning radiation <laughs> there are folks that are like they were like okay so i am geeky They're... enough in the godzilla-ness whoever that like I do follow certain like pages of Godzilla yeah, and Kaiju and stuff like do that. Do whatever you want. There's no shame. Yeah. Well, no, because it's like it's one of those things too, where it's like part of the reason why I'm so reluctant to share is because then it's sort of like you know it's you know people saying that like oh they love Marvel movies or whatever. It's like oh so you probably think that Marvel's dead because of Endgame. It's like no, it's just toxic people like ruining things that are supposed to be fun, and that's kind of like the. For a little bit, there was like the current discourse for like Godzilla or whatever. It's like there are people that are staunchly refusing to see this Minus upcoming one. No, the the Godzilla Kong movie when it oh. comes out. Oh yeah, only right. because Godzilla has pink spikes now. It's yeah. like a dumb. <laughs> it's a giant monster movie. Like if that's your big hang up, like oh god, dude. Yeah, at the very first time I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, that's very different, and it looks so... Because I do like Big Chungus Godzilla. <laughs> uh, that, that term is probably just, like, not in the lexicon anymore. It really isn't. <laughs> See, like, that's so specifically, like, 2019. Yeah, if we're Gen Z podcasters, we would never say that. <laughs> no, we'd be saying things like, I don't, I don't even know, I can't. Yeah, I, was, I can't feign that right now. Yeah, sorry, Chugi. <laughs> Sick Nar, brah. Nar is one? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like from the 90s. Shredding the gnar? I never heard gnar spoken to me ever. You gotta shred the gnar. 
<laughs> All right, whatever, Rizzler. I bet your cousin knows. Um, Matt probably knows. Yes. Yeah. Backline, because he, he worked he worked at a snowboarding. Thing. He did work at a snowboarding. Um, Takashi Yamazaki, he's the director of this. He was he was talking about the monster verse uh, Godzilla versus this one versus the minus one mm. one, uh, <laughs> and saying like, oh, Godzilla in this is half monster, half god, like in the way that it's like a Japanese god would be. It's like a full malevolent force. Like there's good gods and bad gods and stuff. Bad god. Whereas monster verse is just a a monster. And it's just like, yeah, you know, the American Godzilla would be a f- like a freak, a form of consumerism, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> they, it's like Godzilla changed their their color and everything on their fins so that they could sell more toys. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's it would be capitalist Godzilla or whatever. Not that Japan's not. But and it's, then this Godzilla has divinity. So it will always <laughs> Clearly. This one has themes and should be nominated for an Oscar. And then Godzilla X Kong is like, let's go beat up Lanky Kong or whatever the fuck <laughs> is happening. Which I'm, like so, Kong. I'm so I'm so excited for it just to I don't know. It looks more fun it, than it's Godzilla. It's something we have to yeah. sit in the back of the movie theater for and be like, go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm gonna. I already know I'm gonna have a fun time with it just because like the trailer looks amazing. <laughs> looks wild. It's crazy. Kong is a like a like a robot arm now. Kong is, what I didn't see that. Or it's like I guess it's like a like a gauntlet or something like that that he wears over his arm. Or yeah, whatever. it's like the bumblebee know. helmet or bumblebee hand that you see in the trailer. It's it's yeah. King Kong, but he's not king. Uh, oh. I forget the guy's name, like Feral Kong. I forget. Yeah, Oranga Kong. Lanky there is Kong. there is a name for it, um, based Orang- on like the Monarch series, which I haven't watched because I don't have Apple oh. TV. Oh. But I'm sure I'll probably figure it out by the time it, like it comes around. Like I'm, I'm gonna get Apple TV just so I can watch Monarch. I'm yeah. Sure. Is Millie Bobby Brown in this one too? I don't think so. I didn't see her in the trailer. Neither did I. Brian Terry Henry is though. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, he the... was the conspiracy theorist in Godzilla. Oh, versus okay. Yeah, he, oh, has, that guy. he has to keep spreading those. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an interesting take to go with. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I did. I mean, I did already say I'm so excited for that movie, but then I remembered all the Hollow Earth stuff. I'm like, yeah. this is really weird. Like, really weird time to make Godzilla all about conspiracy theories that people actually believe in. <laughs> like, but you know who isn't a conspiracy theory? Minus one. He's real and he's here. And he's a god. And he's a god. <laughs> god incarnate. A <laughs> city doomed. Fr- which from Oda Island? Yeah, from Oda Island. The locals uh, worshipped him. But uh, yeah, how we didn't talk about the beginning of this movie at all, really, with the um, I, I, I wrote down everybody, all the characters names. Oh, I just good. need to find them in my notes, though. The defection yes, of duty. Have the, the page pulled up like on my. Yeah. So don't mispronounce. <laughs> yeah. No, like I I really enjoyed like the opening just because like I like the uh, the pretense of the way that it's set up. Like and also just like the fact that like, you know, it introduces like just like the. The importance of Koichi as like sort of like this like person that like he's a kamikaze pilot, but he's not actually a kamikaze pilot because he didn't. Yeah, he didn't yeah. want to. He's like, I'm not doing that. And I think that's such a great sort of like lead in and sort of like investment for the character yeah. because you know that's going to follow him through like, yeah. like as a through line through the whole way. And I appreciate that like the payoff that comes with it. At yeah. The end. yeah, he doesn't even have as as extreme of a character change as maybe... I would expect where it's like he is like a committed kamikaze pilot and he like wanted to do that for the country, but yeah. then becomes a total like pacifist and like, oh, to like help people to live to the next day, you know, mm-hmm. but also still liked how it was. It just, yeah. 
he also kind of creates all of the issues in the movie by not shooting the the original Godzilla before it got hit by a nuke. Yeah, it's, it was fear. He was never cut out for war and didn't want to do that. <laughs> also, there's no way of telling that like that was going to work. Like if he had tried that, like That's he true. very well might have. It's a twenty millimeter well gun. Nothing can live through that. Nothing. Tachibana is still pissed about it though. <laughs> <laughs> But but they 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 reconcile and they 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 come to it at the end and that's yeah that was actually really cool I I love the fact that like they I was kind of like thinking that like especially with like a character like that that shows up at the beginning yeah I I was hoping they weren't just gonna like discard it and like not have him come back it's like no nope, yeah. he's gonna come back and it's gonna be very important for character development I yeah. like that he wrote him angry notes to get him to come back. <laughs> yeah. to, to provoke him to get there yeah, I was like so I'm funny. gonna piss him off so bad he comes looking for me. <laughs> That was a great turn. It's all just fantastic writing and like writing, putting characters in a movie for a reason, not just to have them around, you yeah. know, and then just disappear. It's like, oh, why is this character here? It's like, oh, for a purpose. Like yeah. all, every single character in this movie, I would argue, has a def like definitive purpose in the mm -hmm. themes of the movie and the story. Just just everything like yeah. which is just how screenwriting should be yeah, but like every every single character <laughs> serves a purpose and helps this main character meet his goal propels the narrative further to keep the story going yeah it's just good <laughs> like it's just good screenwriting it's good storytelling 101 i still wish there was a taylor swift cameo though because uh, <laughs> now we got bad <laughs> with godzilla with godzilla yeah she's singing on top of a building as tokyo is destroyed around her That'd be pretty cool. It would I be a great music. Taylor, what are you doing? That'd be like a Junji Ito kind of thing. <laughs> Pop star like revels in the destruction of Tokyo yeah. while like, I'm, like doing a concert on top of a building. I'm just really scared now that Taylor Swift is going to show up in the next Godzilla vs. Kong movie for some reason. Why are you scared? I hope so. Why? Why not? <laughs> Godzilla's pink. Why not? Is that the reason why? <laughs> there are no rules anymore. Lenky I mean, Kong's the bad guy. Victor, you're I'd becoming have... what you fought against. <laughs> <laughs> I'm refusing because Taylor Swift's in the movie. Victor, look. Who cares? That's, that's true. Victor, look. Kevin Spacey's going to be in it. Who cares? God. <laughs> he plays the Lenky Kong. Oh, God. He voices no. him. He speaks. He smokes a big He's cigar. He's got a He's southern accent. Mocat by Andy Serkis. <laughs> Spoken line by Kevin Spacey <laughs> with a Mel Gibson cameo. <laughs> oh and Taylor Swift is part of her Eras concert in it. <laughs> Mel Gibson is King Caesar. <laughs> King Caesar. <laughs> My God. I like how we lumped in two horrible people with Taylor Swift who's <laughs> yeah, done like nothing, nothing wrong, wrong at all. <laughs> yeah. See, Taylor Swift's just kind of there. It's like, yeah, I like the heiress part where like she's doing her concert and then you see Godzilla's silhouette in the background like blowing up a building. Like it's fun. Kevin Spacey Kong just comes out and just ruins the day. Spacey Kong. <laughs> now listen here. <laughs> Still doing his dumb Kentucky accent. Oh man. <laughs> Army Hammer comes and <laughs> starts eating all the other monsters. Oh my god. And Gal Gadot sings Imagine. <laughs> That's the real concert. <laughs> we don't need Taylor Swift anymore. No, no. She, she, you, you got bumped, Taylor. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, thank you. And check out my Netflix film, Hearts of Stone. <laughs> Hearts of Stone. Nice. 
we we threw in a Taylor Swift plug in here. That's nice. Yeah, she needs it. <laughs> she absolutely needs it. <laughs> she needs the bump. We don't. She needs the bump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I know there's more to talk about this movie, but it's just like a lot of plot stuff that's like that was cool. Yeah. Like the Dunkirk fleet. <laughs> I mean the yeah, entire no, it's home. I mean the entire like op- like first sequence where you have Godzilla like like there at the beginning, like with the ship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're like just trying to get away and like get the landmines going. Like yeah. that was awesome. Mm, blowing up his face. <laughs> yeah, the like, way Oh, sorry, a, go ahead. A lot of like Jaws sort of like vibes, which Big is time. really cool. Like yeah. I dug it. Yeah, the way they start that scene is just like, wait, why are we out here? And they're like, oh, they realize at the same time as we do that they were sent out there, it seems, <laughs> to stop Godzilla. It's like, why God. would we send out one tiny boat? You do it. Like, it's really dire. I when think there meant yeah. to be a distraction until, like, the real ship arrives. Yeah. So it's like, you just, you know, entertain him and then, then the survive. Real ship, real ship arrives and then instantly is obliterated. Obliterated. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that was so good. I like that Godzilla can regenerate and just doesn't have like a that was insane. Yeah, that's good. I really like that he can do that. I've always felt like the, like Godzilla could like at the end of each movie, he kind of just like wanders back into the sea and it's like, oh, he'll like regenerate and stuff. Yeah. I always thought that was like a thing, but they never really show it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they finally like made it and like an official power. Yeah, and it's, it's like Wolverine. Like a, it's like a rapid thing that just like happens. It's like Jesus. Yeah, it's like so fast. It's so demoralizing. (laughs) It's just like, got him. No. Oh, fuck. (laughs) He's just madder now. That's why the explosion at the end is so epic. Like, especially with the plane landing right in there. Mm -hmm. Did did either of you see the the, uh, parachute coming? I kind of did. When he was whispering in his ear, I'm like, he put a parachute in there. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. But it was really gratifying nonetheless to be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I put a chocolate bar. Can you see? (laughs) Enjoy your last Wonka bar. (laughs) (laughs) Switch that reverse it <laughs> i mean it's it's like one of those things where it's sort of like because uh, you watch enough of these stories or like yeah like especially like us like we've kind of like we're very familiar with like sort of like beats and storytelling and stuff yeah. like that or so whatever so mm-hmm. it's like the fact that there is like one that gets put in there is not a mystery and it's not something that we're sort of like oh but it doesn't change that like bit of elation yeah that like you have when you see it because you even though you know that that's there there's also the idea of a sort of like he's not Koichi's not in a great mindset right now. He very well could just sort of like to the very last thing. It's like nope, I'm just gonna go straight for it because yeah, yeah. that's I sort of like where the, like I don't know exactly because that's sort of like where the story is kind of like headed, mm-hmm. and you kind of like almost expect that. So you know it it does I think sort of like even though you know or have the idea that it's there, it doesn't change or diminish like just like the elation you feel when like you see like that parachute and stuff like that yeah and you see him come down from it like it's mm-hmm. great no it's beautiful i've honestly yeah i've seen stuff like that in so many anime and just reading like uh a gekiga in this like from 70s japan just like a quote-unquote adult manga like it's like oh just very like day of life stories but most of them are just very depressing <laughs> but they're just like this movie does such a good job at, at telling that part of from what I understand to be Japan's history from like the 40 that post-war to like the 70s before like the total economic recovery mm-hmm. into the 80s when America made a bunch of movies where they were afraid of J- Japan's economy. And <laughs> there's a lot of uh, American uh, movies and books, I feel like, around that yeah. time where people were very afraid of, of Japanese businesses and stuff, buying them all out mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so... Yeah, just just following that whole like I, I could see very much him being like, oh, the noble sacrifice from like what I 
have been told about Japanese culture through through media. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, there's still like that noble sacrifice feeling from the war mm-hmm. in certain characters. So I'm just very glad that this was not that because yeah. that almost feels like stereotypical at this point. I feel like at least yeah. when that would be in an American movie, that would definitely be mm-hmm. a stereotype. Yeah. But like he he would die. It's, it's and they yeah. would have messed up his whole like arc if he died. <laughs> Like if this was Con Air or something. Yeah. But I think that that was the other reason why like I enjoyed like the very quick sort of like flashback moment where he sort of yeah. has where like he explains that. Mm-hmm. Because it also does provide like that little additional element where like Ajibana kind of like tells him it's like live. Mm-hmm. Like like he 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 kind of like says like you are you can do this. Like you yeah. don't have to go down. Like Yeah, it's like we under- because he understands at that point now. And it's like it's kind of gratifying because it's like it's one of those things that like you know, like you said, it's like they very easily could have like gone that route or whatever and kind of like stuck to that almost like not necessarily, I guess, like a stereotype, I guess, like more of like a cliche or whatever. Right. Yeah. I guess that's probably what I was trying to say. And cliche, I think, like, yeah. yeah, but I think the fact that like they made the choice to circumvent that because they know that this is not the kind of story that it wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I appreciated that so much. And I appreciate that, like, you know, it, it, the, the flashback provides a dual purpose of that because it not only provides the context of like. In case you couldn't pick up that, like, there is, like, that or whatever in there, it also, like, just, again, underlines and reinforces, like, just the theme of just, no, life is important. We must keep going. Yeah, and he's forgiven by the last survivor of what happened. Yeah. Like, that That's a huge deal for him. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a big just sort of weight that's lifted, you mm-hmm. know? There's not even, like, a sequence where I feel like in an earlier Godzilla movie it'd be, like, we all have to live. Like, there's a speech about it in this movie, but it's not melodram- so melodramatic in a way that, mm-hmm. or like the themes of the movie. Like, even when he comes back to Tokyo and he finds out his parents died in the bombings and his neighbor is like really Mate. like pissed at him because he like was, is dishonorable basically, or like to the, to the country for not kamikazing, like for not doing the one job he's supposed to do, you know? It's just people, it's why pe- it's because of people like you that we lost the war. And it's like, <laughs> right. oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, she's like really cruel, but then also shows a lot of compassion to him, like almost immediately. Yeah, because <laughs> well, I think a lot um, of it is also like, again, it's like it's literally right after the war, all of his devastation and stuff like that. So the wounds are going to be like very sort of like heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it, then he's has like all this like PTSD that he's just constantly going through, like just mm-hmm. that entire sequence, like when he, she's just like breaking down, waking up from like that nightmare, like the shell shock. And then Noriko's there kind of like trying to just like sort of like coax him and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's just so like. Ugh, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, it feels real. It feels like a movie that should be at the Oscars this year. <laughs> I I'm actually really hoping it does. Like yeah. at least there's like a nom- like a potential like nice. nomination for it because like I feel like it's deserved. Yeah. I haven't I, I feel like I haven't mentioned uh, brought up the Oscars since Bill and Ted faced the music yeah, in my we were so <laughs> Oscar- unrightfully like snubbed <laughs> in our uh, lockdown haze I'm just like <laughs> this movie should win because I just love that movie it's so an much Oscar. but this just legitimately feels more like oh this is like incredible filmmaking like I can mm-hmm. it, it really is up there with I mean, I like it more than Oppenheimer, but like those are two different, very different movies about the atomic like, bomb, <laughs> touching, t- touching topics. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't. Well, because I think the whole point of well, the whole point of Oppenheimer is to fill you with a sense of sort of like just like dread and just sort of like just really sort of like ponder like just the consequence of what that and how that sort of like led to where we're sort of like at now. But I appreciate that this film is like the complete antithesis of that because it has to be like this came like from a place that was like really sort of like just 
the ground zero for like the most horrible thing that happened in yeah. like mm-hmm. the early 20th century. So it's like, it's kind of, I, the message of it is very relevant, very timely and something that I think is greatly appreciated, especially like for the genre, but then also just again, like just as a film, like it's nice having a film that like actually like reaffirms the importance and the value of like life. Mm-hmm. Especially after like something as horrifying as this. Yeah. Do you think uh, it'd be appropriate to do an Oppenheimer um, Godzilla minus one screening double feature? <laughs> I mean, Oppenheimer's in theaters now, like for IMAX, so yeah, you, you might as well. Yeah. Be like, this is my unofficial sequel where I saw the American sign that I see Godzilla. And I'm going to wear pink for both. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wear pink for both. Godzilla Heimer. Godzilla Barbenheimer. Barb's. Barbzillaheimer. Barbzillaheimer. God's not z- dead. <laughs> Barbzilla <laughs> is alive. <laughs> God's not Barbie. <laughs> we know. We, know. we were never confused. <laughs> it's always there. Um, I I had a point at some point, but I don't remember now. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's something you everybody needs to go out and see. If you're a Godzilla fan, if you're not a Godzilla fan, you I can't pretty much guarantee you will be one after this. It's definitely one of the most hopeful movies I've seen in a very long time, and mm-hmm. like a, with a very positive message that doesn't feel like cloying or too che- like cheesy or melodramatic. Yeah, no. like there's a lot of drama that could like border on melodrama, but I mean melodrama in itself is not a bad thing. It no. just it treats all those characters with respect um as as if they're real people and not just like characters that people are playing and uh, like the like the other movie that comes to mind for me is like paddington in terms of just being like a really well-made like really wonderful positive movie yeah (laughs) that's the only probably the only comparison you can make to paddington and godzilla minus one (laughs) but paddington turn godzilla minus one to the light (laughs) maybe maybe he just has to make a bunch of marmalade sandwiches marmalade for him. Sandwiches, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're kind and polite. The world will be right. Yeah. What if he says that to Godzilla? What would Godzilla do? <sighs> and then he touches him. He shakes his little like bear bear paw with his like claw. With his tiny hand. Does the jet jaguar handshake with him? <laughs> yeah. Somehow shrinks and just doesn't shake. And then they fusion haw. <laughs> Padding Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> He's still wearing like a raincoat and a hat. The world's strongest robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a robot for some reason. <laughs> we got the G cells to make the Padding Zilla Mecca. <laughs> the G cells. There's only one way to do Mecca this. Mecca Padding Zilla. <laughs> we gotta grow Paddington to the side of God, size of Godzilla to preach his message of kindness. And instead of atomic breath, it's just like he just like billows out like a bunch of marmalade sandwiches oh, so yeah. that sounds it's nightmare just she's just like like shooting like marmalade goop vomiting it out of his mouth i hate that. but you need two people to operate it like pacific rim so it's willy wonka and and florence Pugh, because she was making all those marmalade sandwiches for a while is that too specific of a pandemic reference i don't i don't even do you know that was happening i love that the idea that timothy chalamet and no, not Timothy Chalamet, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka and Florence Pugh as herself have to ride the drift in a Paddington robot to stop Godzilla. Yeah, and Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa is like on their comms. <laughs> he's their guy in the chair. Yeah, he's their guy in the chair. <laughs> That's This is manic and horrible. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a very hopeful movie, guys. It's, I know. It's very inspired. It's not hokey. No. There's... 
actually, I just realized, no, there was like, um, so towards the end, um, I feel like we've mentioned a couple of spoilers, so I feel like saying no, spoilers. Yeah, we're all can, spoilers. Yeah, we're all. Yeah, so Noriko lives at the end, yeah. which, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, you, you kind of like, when you get like the, the telegram over, it's like, Noriko's alive somehow. I don't care how, but like, fine, it works. Yeah. And like, it's like a nice thing to sort of like see at the end with her. But like, if you also pay attention to like the neck, like there are signs that like she's, she has radiation sickness. Like it's implied mm. that she has. Oh, there's like a spot or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So again, it's like one of those things where it's sort of like, it's not a guarantee that there's going to be like a happy, like there's still the reality of the fact that they're living in post-war Japan. There's mm-hmm. still a lot that's going to have to like come from that, but no, Victor, she lives. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where, like, again, that that feeling of hope still kind of like goes through the movie, mm-hmm. and that's something. I, those are the kind of movies I enjoy the most, where it's like the sense of hope permeates regardless of whether it's not yeah. promised that there's going to be a good or happy ending, mm-hmm. but that that presence of hope is there. Like there's a there's a hope that some things can go right mm-hmm. or maybe things will turn out okay. It doesn't have to be like a complete promise or a guarantee or whatever. Just like a, it's there, it can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like movies that have that, and I appreciate that. Like, of all movies, this movie had that kind of like put in that for the ending. So yeah, yeah. It remind I don't know if it's like the most apt uh, like connection or whatever. It reminds me of like Miyazaki's. Second to the last movie, The Wind Rises, which is about the uh, like aeronautics engineer that made like the zero pilot, uh, zero plane mm-hmm. oh, I never saw for World War II. It's really it's really good. It's really grounded mm-hmm. for a Miyazaki movie. Uh, it's still pretty fantastical at points, but yeah. it's it's largely just like about the romance between him and his wife oh. and their life throughout. And like it just goes through like a lot of tumultuous different things, like through the war and just good times and bad times and horrible times, you know. And it just it it still is ultimately very hopeful at the end. And it's just like, oh, I created this thing that contributed to a lot of like horrible things in the world, but he meant well, <laughs> I guess. And I probably need to see the movie again. But the movie's not very the movie's very much not like World War Two is awesome, <laughs> like Japan should <laughs> it's not like that, but but yeah. Um oh with Noriko with the the radiation, yeah, like I remember I think it was just like talking to cutter or mason after and they're like oh like did you see that thing on their neck on her neck i was like oh yeah like i couldn't it was there for like just a moment i couldn't tell like if if that was anything and i'm just like oh my brain is so uh (laughs) like scrambled (laughs) from hollywood franchises that i'm like oh like for a split in the back of my subconscious i'm like she's gonna turn into some like radiation person like and have powers i'm like wait no she's probably just gonna have radiation poisoning kelsey grammar beast comes out from the hospital mm-hmm. room yeah worry. he sure does he sure does. and he says i'm sorry you have radiation poisoning you're gonna feel better for a little bit and then you're gonna really, degrade really yeah god <laughs> have you seen the marvels victor i haven't seen the marvels yet did you know there's a cameo of Kelsey Grammer Beast? Well, now I got to see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, there are movies that like you plan to go see and stuff like that, but obviously because of time and stuff like that, you're never going to. And yeah. the Marvels is legitimately one of those movies where like, I did want to see it in theaters because mm-hmm. it looks like a lot of fun. Um, it's fun. I actually kind of liked the first movie. I thought Carol, like Brie Larson's like portrayal as Carol Danvers was like, very misunderstood in terms of like what she was trying to do with the character. Yeah. Also, Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel, like that's 
I like the series and like I'm very excited to see like her kind of like as like this like young star kind of like holding her own like with all this. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I have like no connection with that character whatsoever. So like seeing her on the screen, I was like, this is fun. I know like literally zip zilch nada about her. So yeah, we, we both liked it. Yeah. It just uh, speaking of trying to make time to see movies, it's like, oh, we saw the Marvels, which uh, <laughs> most people did not see or like have said it's not very good. Uh, but I think we both like Connery and I had a good time seeing that. But I'm like, oh, but I still haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon and <laughs> The Boy and the Heron. And I was like, I should probably prioritize better. But also just I guess my schedule just got like hit. Like and sometimes you I don't want to watch a three hour mm-hmm. like drag fest. That I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's oh. like they told me like the runtime for it. And it's like I, I feel like I could probably just wait a little while to see this because you really have to be in a specific mindset to watch a movie that long. And for that sad. amount of time in that setting and stuff like that, yeah. you know, uh, definitely like, role. I think now if I'm going to go to the movies, like I want to go either like not knowing or not, like not knowing what to expect with a movie or mm-hmm. to expect to have a decent time. Yeah. So I think the other movie I kind of want to watch in theaters, like while it's out right now is Saltburn, but that's because oh, yeah. I know nothing about it, but yeah. everything that I've seen about it looks very bizarre and very interesting. Now, Karen yeah. is a screener of that. I'm so excited to watch it. <laughs> like, the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, I really want to watch this movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, I still got to see the holdovers. That's probably going to be gone in theaters. But, well, oh. I just hope it stays through through Christmas because I heard it that. Better was, yeah, the holdovers. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it better hold over. <laughs> the holdovers will hold over. Did I just <laughs> say that without even thinking about it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I just was imagining Paul Giamatti as like a Jesus like figure above. <laughs> I was looking above AMC. the microphone. Oh. His hair's flowing like Poe. Uh, oh, what's his name? Dameron. No, <laughs> the other Poe, Cameron Poe from Con Air. <laughs> the other Poe. <laughs> They're both damn good pilots. Actually, does does uh, Cameron Poe fly uh, the Con Air plane? This is a question specifically for Jacob. Yeah, he would <laughs> Jacob know. would know. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Let's look for, look at him at the camera in the room, and <laughs> you got to set that up. <laughs> set He's gonna up. text you about it now. Oh God. Um, Kenji Noda is the character who's like also known as Doc. Yeah, like yeah. has the whole plan. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I almost, after uh, thinking about it for a little bit, I'm like, oh, we should have had Geronimo on here too because I feel like uh, he's the most Geronimo coded, truly uh, character <laughs> Geronimo I've seen in a movie. Coded. Like he just kind of looks like him a lot too. Yeah, he does. Geronimo could easily play him, and there wouldn't be much of a difference. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I don't know. I just really liked all the different characters and performances, and Godzilla's cool and has atomic breath, yep. and uh, we didn't talk about the Ginza absolute like annihilation. Yeah, that but, was intense. Yeah, that was brutal. It was just intense, and they and well, so what, what provokes Godzilla at that point? Is it all the tanks shooting him, and then he does the atomic breath? Right? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the tanks blasting, and then he gets really, really pissed, and then he does that like hakalugi, mm-hmm. like atomic bomb, literally in his mouth, <laughs> and then he just bounces right off once he feels like he's done enough. Like, <laughs> I I love yeah. the fact that like. They really did do a good job trying to avoid or kind of like rip any sort of like direction or reason for what God's because yeah at the end of the day he's an animal he's yeah. just gonna do whatever he's gonna do and like and I the, appreciate that they didn't try to give any motive or anything past that for this. yeah the doctor just says we're in his territory now so he's just gonna like show up and like beat yeah. us up every now and then now <laughs> I must fulfill my nuclear metaphor. <laughs> nuclear programming there's been so much discussion online about uh about the budget where it was listed on wikipedia at least as a 15 million dollar budget 
and everyone's like there's no way that this was only 15 mil like that's crazy considering like oh marvel like everyone just is stock uh, is uh, dogpiling on marvel right yeah. now which you know for good reason with the vfx and stuff like the budget listed this movie looks incredible like yes yeah. i mean there's been cg godzillas in the past since like the 98 godzilla at least um but a lot of the motion of this one feels like the old like suit motion like yeah just the way it moves and everything so it, it just feels really tactile mm-hmm. and just the graphics are good so <laughs> and it's good. just about like intention and not making your vfx team constantly change everything in the mm-hmm. background and like yeah and I, i'm sure having a bunch of practical locations helps too it's but. called being overproduced when it's like too many cooks in the kitchen and then it's like oh no it's is very incredible like just i heard the figure for like just like how much like the, the actually cost produce it was like there's no way because it's like this is a 50 million dollar movie and it looks amazing yeah so it's, it they somebody asked uh yamazaki like what the budget was he's like oh i wish it was 15 so <laughs> but and people are like oh so that does that mean it's like less than that it's like no he probably meant that it was more and he wished it was cheaper so yeah. that um because he's a director who's worried about his budget <laughs> and wants to get hired again yeah, and I wish it was that. wants to make more money. I mean, this movie has made so much though, just from like the limited run that it had like overseas, and then also just like it was a killing at the Japanese box office. Yeah, so it's like, a hit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, he's he's said to make whatever fucking movie he wants after this. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was going to make uh, or it was going to be out until I think this. Uh, what is today's date? The fourteenth. I think it was going to be out until like last sunday but now they keep extending it and extending the run in the u.s because it's making so much money mm-hmm. um, right now it's it's the highest grossing live action japanese movie uh, of all time wow in the u.s uh for domestic box office i guess the second most was milo and otis which i didn't realize was a japanese movie neither did i huh. that's insane i didn't know that wow. yeah there was like an American edit of it, like a lot of <laughs> imports from any time before, like yeah. the past 10 years. Milo and Otis. But it made me want to watch Milo and Otis again. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was just a Japanese movie. <laughs> well, uh, anybody have any other thoughts about Godzilla minus one or Godzilla in general? It's super cool. Go see the movie. It's really, really awesome. <laughs> it's, it's like a actually gripping story, and Godzilla looks the most badass he's looked in a long time. Uh, that atomic breath gives me chills every time. It's a great, great, great movie. Go see it. Bring your family. I, I mean, Connery kind of like you said that this is probably like your favorite like Godzilla yeah. movie of far. And honestly, I feel like that's sort of been the response from a lot of other people I've gone mm-hmm. to see this movie because it is really, really good. Like not even just as like a Godzilla movie, but just like as like an experience just like to watch at the theater so yeah like godzilla like you don't have to be a fan of godzilla at all it's just a great yeah. film <laughs> yeah just you're seeing it and you're like oh wow this is great this is really good <laughs> there were a few points and like it's been so like the reviews have been like so effusive about this movie and just everyone loves it and i really i mean i love it too yeah i wanted to say i really like it but i'm like no yeah it's it's really really good mm-hmm. but there's certain points throughout the movie where i'm just like uh, I kind of do want him to fight another big monster, <laughs> but I'm like, I know that's not this movie, and I know mm-hmm. you can't just do that. But like, you just don't get these movies very often, mm-hmm. um, except in America now, where they just shoot them out every like two or three years, <laughs> and it's like whatever, just, just do some dumb shit, it's fine. Um, so I, I'll just move over to those and watch that, you know. And this is a very well mm-hmm. uh, thought out, like kind of masterpiece of a movie. That's everyone's saying it's the best one since the first one, and. I agree. Like as a film, it's yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So. 
it's it's pretty up there honestly like i people say that and i honestly i can't really refute it because it, it it's the the evidence is there the evidence is there if you see it all right victor rank all the godzilla movies oh my god don't make <laughs> me do that right now man well like okay so there are folks that compare this one to shin godzilla and for me like i don't think it's fair to compare the two because yeah. they're two completely different stories yeah. that they're trying to tell and they mm-hmm. come from very different places like Shin Godzilla very much came from a place of contempt with just the way things (laughs) happen, like with like the earthquake that happened there. And minus one, I feel like comes from a place of earnestness where like they wanted to tell a compelling story that I think works. Yeah, which I feel like in the Shin Godzilla episode, we kind of like, I think we definitely mentioned Fukushima and and like the earthquake, but that how much of an impact that has. And like there is a lot of anger there, Um, but just where it ends up. In terms of the characters yeah <laughs> it's it's a very effective like yeah very angry movie humorously angry too because it's just like making fun of all the bureaucracy too yeah. but mm-hmm. at a certain point yeah it, it did like tire me out a bit in terms of like okay we get we get it like we get it. it's all about bureaucracy and everything but that's also an american perspective on it so yeah. mm-hmm. you know so this is your yeah where do you rank this one you said second i don't know if i third i would probably fourth I... I would have to rank this up there with Godzilla and Shin, like the very first Godzilla movie and Shin. Um, and then there are a bunch of like, it's hard for me to do it just because like, I love all the Godzilla movies for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, this is definitely They're so different. Yeah. But I think if, if you were to kind of like look at this objectively and kind of like compare it in terms of like, just sort of like the quality of the storytelling and stuff like that, it definitely would have to be within the top five at least. It's really good good yeah how do you qual? yeah how do you qualify like do you have a top five i know it's just like really because they're all so different and like they oh. are and like so it's like one of those things where it's sort of like depending on like my mood i'll watch different kinds of godzilla absolutely movies. right mm-hmm. so like my some of my favorite show era films like uh are astro of um or invasion of astro monster yeah that's the first G- Ghidorah one right it's Ghidorah and rodan and they get uh taken into space where they yeah. fight Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah i like the aliens on that yeah and that movie was so cool because it was like the setting of it is interesting like it's sort of like this like revisionist sort of like future where like the u the u.s and japan are like superpowers but they're like working together for like the betterment of humanity and oh, they're cool leading sort of like this charge into space exploration and finding like energy like it's very much sort of like uh just like a imagine all the people kind of like perspective that ishiro honda had like a very positive mentality that like it, it gives a charm to that that i i really appreciate and enjoy uh for the aesthetics of it um i think other films that i really enjoyed i like godzilla 2000 specifically because i think that was probably my, my favorite version of the godzilla suit mm-hmm um who's the who's the the uh, enemy in that again orga or, or, orga so it's yeah it's like a sentient sort of like space rock yeah that kind of like evolves into this monster that tries to assimilate him Whoa. yeah it's like the poop rock from joe dirt <laughs> poop rock. and for a little bit it looks like the poop rock <laughs> yeah it's yeah but like i mean for different flavors like kind of like listening I have eclectic taste for everything, so a lot of it really sort of depends on, like, the time of day. Like, I will listen yeah. to a completely different yeah. genre of music at the start of the day versus what I listen to at the end of the day. Yeah. T-Swift. And Godzilla is very much the same thing for me, so. 
Yeah, Connery. I think you would like Godzilla versus Gigan a lot. I, yeah, mean, I, love I know Gigan. you like Gigan. Yeah. Gigan. You, you love Gigan. I love him. It <laughs> takes place at this like children's theme park, and uh, there's more space aliens that just look like people. Oh, actually, they they become bugs and stuff. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get to those in like 2032 because there's just so many Godzilla movies. But so <laughs> many. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, um, I did text Connery about this, and I'm kind of just doing it on the fly now. But I think of yeah. our final thoughts thing, we should kind of do like a DVD box cover oh i quote. love that mm-hmm. um so i already uh, mine's easy because i already texted connery yeah said godzilla minus one more like godzilla two thumbs up <laughs> two thumbs up godzilla minus one more like bring a plus one to this flick <laughs> <laughs> that, i feel like that's more accurate even than like like the, it's like oh we gotta find any quote that makes this movie look good not about this movie but just dvd cover quotes yeah. instead now you, Victor. Do you have one? Oh my god, I can't. I can't do this on the fly. Uh, Fucking do it now. <laughs> <laughs> He's charging his atomic breath. Let's see. Oh my god, I'm gonna hate myself. We'll cut out any dead air. Godzilla minus one, more like Godzilla eleven d one out of ten stars. Yeah, that's good. That's the best one, actually. I, like I really this like idea that. Of like Eleven stars. Eleven T one. You just read the back and you're like, the fuck? And then like, <laughs> it just there's just stars all over the whole DVD. It's like, what is eleven D one? I don't know. <laughs> Why are they making the same joke in like all three of these? Bilbo Baggins gives this eleven D one stars. Two thumbs up. No, that's now. copyrighted. That's copyrighted again. Dude, not two thumbs up. Oh, what if Godzilla held the ring of power? Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> what if he carried it to Mordor? <laughs> Could Godzilla be corrupted by the one ring? I mean, guys. Why didn't he just ride Rodan to Mordor? If the fucking Eagles couldn't take it to Mordor, then why the fuck would Godzilla be able to just. How come Godzilla couldn't have just taken through the Hollow Earth to get to Mordor? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that Linky Kong teamed up with Saruman. Kong has to carry uh, Godzilla like up the mountain, like towards the end. <laughs> I'll carry you. <laughs> uh, good. Why is King Kong around? Like, <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, we'll talk about that when Godzilla X Kong comes out. Big monkey. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> so much talk about Linky Kong in this episode, <laughs> mostly from me. Which one is the Donkey Kong? Is Linky Kong the one they say died? <laughs> no, that was a. Uh, Mm. Oh, I can't remember. Funky Kong? No, it's not, not Funky, Funky Kong. Kong. Oh, God, I can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll follow up some other episode. It's going to show up like just like in the middle of the thing. You're I just, just going to remember. Yeah, I just remember laughing so hard. We were talking about that. He with... is dead. <laughs> Who are we talking about that with? Uh, Probably Richard Lamb. Yeah. Or Cameron Takeda. Yeah. I was just cry laughing. He was like, that, no, your character is canonically dead. Anyways, listen to any ape-related episode with Richard Lamb. Yeah, that was great. Uh, okay, those are our final notes and our final DVD box cover thoughts <laughs> for Godzilla Minus One. Uh, go see the movie. It's really good. Mm-hmm. We've already said all this. We're going to leave now. Hurrah. Hope you'll have a great holiday season. We'll be back next week with a Christmas movie for you all. <laughs> Um, Please let it be Die Hard. It's not. God damn it! You know, never Die Hard. Die Hard is actually kind of an action movie. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) He's charging up his atomic breath. (laughs) That's so good.
I loved everything about that. That's so good. It's fucking snide bastard. Godzilla's actually kind of a Christmas movie. Godzilla is actually There's... kind of a Christmas movie? Yeah. There's gotta be... I, I gotta Family. go back and see if there are any Christmas-related Godzilla movies now. Yeah. I'm sure there are. Well... Victor Guzman, thank you so much for joining us today yes. on this episode. Yes. You're a great sport as always and an yeah. excellent insight into the Monster King. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun to come back here. Do you want your, that to be your nickname, Monster King <gasps> or King of the Monsters? Victor King of the Monsters Guzman? I mean, I'm not going to shrug away from that kind of title. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it. That's good. People have way worse titles here. <laughs> Assistant to the Regional Monster King. Assistant to the Regional Monster King. Let's throw an office reference in there oh, real timely. So, Gen Z loves the office. <laughs> but this whole podcast just turns into me trying to placate a bunch. It's my ultimate a straw man argument. It's just like, they don't understand, but I'm trying to get their attention. Old man screams the cloud. Old man screams through microphone for any vain attempt at attention. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Connor, what do you yeah. have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and also like tabletop role playing games, probably enjoy Starship and Paula. I should play role playing game podcasts with myself and four other friends. But if you also enjoy movie scripts, you'd probably want to check me and Victor out on the recent episode of Pencil and the Sword. Pencil and the Sword, yes. Yeah. Isn't it Pencil and the Stone? Pencil, pencil and the Stone. stone right. yes. I always like Pencil and the Sword. It's Pencil and the Stone. Sword and the Stone, Pencil and, and the stone. stone. Yeah. If we had that camera in here, Jacob would be shouting at you right <laughs> he, now. He'd hit the button to gas the room. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Phantom Menace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send in the battle droids. <laughs> Send in the battle droids. Uh, Victor, what do you have to plug? Um... Besides the pencil and the stone, I guess, or or just that. Say it again. Uh, pencil and the stone, guys, go check it out. It's a great podcast. Uh, cool writers on it. Uh, I'm doing a episode with Connery that's coming up pretty soon. So yeah. Yeah. Sick. Jeez. That's what they say now. Um, follow that's me. That's what they say now. <laughs> yeah, that's now. what they say now. They never did before. Never did before. Especially in hospitals. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Instagram. I'm so <laughs> Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> This I don't know what's so wrong with me today. <laughs> this whole episode. The whole episode? Yeah, Not probably. <laughs> Happy uh, holidays, people. Yeah. Our, our brain is already Happy Just, holidays. Yeah. We need yeah. the break, can you tell? Yeah, our brain's already on vacation. Uh, follow me at, at uh, Timey Vice on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I I'll, I'll, since there's no advertising on Twitter anymore, I just get ads for like glowing bouncy balls. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> like literally, it's like I don't like people. It's either that or I got an ad recently. It was just like, uh, like this post if you think Jesus is like king is is like in charge of America. And I'm like, that's not even an ad. <laughs> What's Elon doing? <laughs> Well, he did tell all the advertisers to fuck off or something in the oh. thing recently. So, anyways, follow me there. Uh, follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. If you want us to cover any certain franchises uh, or if you have any comments on our episodes, anything you wanted to share, give us a. We'd love to do some fan mail or something at oh some my point. God, so. That'd be great. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Like, share, and subscribe to our show. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts to help us grow the show. Thank you to Marin Ganey for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. Woo. And go see Godzilla Minus One in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're listening much in the future, uh, watch it at home. Streaming, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or demand a screening at your local <laughs> cinema. Demand a screening. 
Demand a screen at your local Hollow Max. <laughs> and until next time, that monster will never forgive us. <gasps> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Later. Goodbye, Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs>